Miami. Nope. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Back again, back again, back again. That time again, man. Them and their podcast with Greg and Case. How are you doing? Greg in the building. Case in the building, full effect. Them and their up and running third week. Let's get it. Let's get it. Yeah, man. We got a good flow going here, man. And I'm not going to lie to you, Case. I'm feeling a little bit of pressure right now. Are you feeling the pressure, man? Greg, talk to me. Talk to me, man. Talk to me. Um, it's moving, bro. Like this thing's moving a little bit, and I wasn't expecting it to get this far this quick, man. And that's shout out to all of you out there listening, man. I really appreciate you guys. Yeah, I was gonna say that. You know, like you know, what I mean, we 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 try our best to 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 accommodate the audience, and we we give a major shout to everyone that's listening, tuning in, sharing, doing all course, so making it make it making a dream a reality. You know, so big shout out to you all, man. Definitely, man. Make sure you hit that subscribe or follow button wherever you get your podcast. Um, there's there's no way you can't find us, man. We're everywhere. We're literally everywhere. I made sure of that. But definitely make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button and we'll be right there in your notifications 10 a.m. every Monday, bro. Listen, log in and get ready. It's about to go down. You're done, though. All right, man. Let's jump in two feet first. How are we starting this? I think yeah, we've left it long enough. It's been a bit of a slow week, as we all know, you know, but that extra time means for the first time in a long time, I'm watching a little bit of TV. You watch TV. There must be yeah. something that's actually blowing your mind if you're watching TV. Uh, it, it, normally, it's long for me, but bro, Norton crosses bangs. You know what? I'll be honest. You know what? You know what? I'm, I'm going to... I'm gonna shake your hand for putting me onto that because you know at first when you said it to me I was like nah not my thing but but I found it very interesting and very uplifting and and, and the tension was is weren't stuck in one place it was back and forth non-stop so yeah yeah man and it's one of them programs yeah like you can convince yourself of, about something about yourself like you're, you're a certain way then you watch something like this and then you realize, rah, my worldview is a little bit different than what I actually thought it was. Yeah, absolutely. No, no, definitely, uh, I, I definitely agree with you on that one. You know, it kind of swung me. Like I said, there's so many uh, things we could look at. Let's, let's get into it. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Yeah, man, let's. Um, obviously, for those of you who've seen it, um, you know what it's about. Um, if you haven't seen it, <laughs> spoiler alert, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> my bad <laughs> um, but the concept is real simple whatever you think you know about the world as it is right now historically contemporarily whatever take it turn that shit upside down flip it round spin it reverse it take it exactly the way you want it it was that abs- mad 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 like we all know historically European nations colonized Africa. Um, the British Empire was happening, the French Empire was happening, Spain, Port, them man there. You know how it goes. <laughs> no innocent crosses, baby. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Part of it, you know what? At first, before we go, 
before I went too deep into the show, you know, I looked at it and I was like, you know what, maybe this is like a modern day Romeo and Juliet type situation going on here. But then, as it got, as the plot as the plot thickened, yo, there was like, I was doing some role reversals there, man. <laughs> yeah, and the thing is, there's there's like three or four storylines going on at the same time and it's a little bit unsettling like when you really get into it you're like you're trying to keep up with all of them and they all matter at the same time in the context of the overall story arc but bro it's like you're overwhelmed and that's like the, the writing is excellent bro it's absolutely excellent yeah definitely love that one um you know what? I'm going to pick out one part and you know the part well, I'm not going to say too much about it, but the political part of it. So obviously the, 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 the doing what, whatever it took to become the, 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 the president or the prime minister. Yeah. Um, it kind of gives you kind of an insight to kind of how it is in the real world. You know, how people put certain places in to get certain things moving. What do you think? But that's exactly how it is And it kind of ties into another thing We're going to talk about a little bit later But Connections matter bro Yeah it definitely does It definitely does And you know you you get to find out that You know you can get to a certain position Being completely unqualified For that position Just based on where you went to school Who you grew up with you know, Who's clubs you're a member of, all, all that kind of shit there. And it kind of defeats what you're taught from the first day you go into school about a meritocracy. Like, and I know on a certain level we're all aware of it, but this just puts it right there in your face. Plainly for everyone to see, you know, it's, it's you know, I mean, what you what you learn, like like Greg says, what you learn and what you kind of see in real life or even on a TV show is completely different to to, to how it's gonna pan out. So, you know, um, yeah, it's it's a little bit it's a little bit um, of a soul searching one as well. So let's talk about what the show is actually about. We're not gonna get into individual episodes and stuff like that. That's a little bit long, <laughs> uh, but. Europe colonized Africa in normal history as we know it. Not, yep. not this time. Africa colonizes Europe. And when I say they colonize Europe, I'm talking about the whole thing. Dominant. Never <laughs> Full control. <laughs> you know, so parts of society that are very Eurocentric, aristocratic, as you know them now, they're now very Afrocentric. The music is Afrocentric. The dress, culture, everything. Food, all of that. Hey, can I say something, Greg? I, I'm going to say that is a fantastic synopsis. <laughs> I, I thought it was pretty obvious if you've seen the show, but like, you just it's the little subtleties that they put in there just to make you realise what's actually going on. Yeah. Like, just to get into like the the wife of the home secretary and it's her birthday in the first episode and they're bringing up food to, to her bedroom for her birthday... Let me tell you something. I recognize all them dishes there from my upbringing. Lucky for you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, hey, hey, you know, we got left out a bit, but hey, no, for real, yeah, definitely. From from the open credits, you know, there's a statement. Like it's it's so much there that you, you recognize, but you didn't 
recognize it in the way that you thought you did like the way the police are harassing the white kids for no reason hey you know what it it it, it, it was sore it was bittersweet but in the same sense it was still bad you know and um it kind of put the shoe on the other foot if, if, if that makes sense yeah you know? but it's it's exactly the same scenarios with different faces yeah absolutely it's mad like they've even got a word for them like where someone might have been called a nigger these men are called blankers and it, that took me for a loop when i first heard it i was like wait hold on what <laughs> it's a smart play word it's a smart playing word it's a smart playing word yeah at first you know silly me thinking the way i'm thinking i was like did man just make a street fighter reference hey <laughs> <laughs> round one <laughs> 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 like it caught me out I was like what the hell just happened and then I realised what Blanca was I was like oh damn yeah well so you know what I mean you had that they had you know what I mean you had them uh, all in a, a economic uh, hard times you know uh, struggling to get made you know what I mean it was more like a, you had them doing all the, 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 the made work the, the smaller jobs you know, while the rest of it was with all the Africans and 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 well, the black people, if you want to say, was in a, in a better part of society. Um, not of Africans. <laughs> Africans, yeah, just like that, yeah. <laughs> no, you're not going to take man's credibility like that, bro. Uh, okay, I tried to play fair, but okay, okay, <laughs> okay. So there was yeah, another part of society. It's- And it's it's a it's a crazy situation because uh there's the one kid that gets clapped up by the police in the first episode and everything that's going on around that bro is that not black lives matter that is exactly black lives matter that was some serious clapping as well <laughs> you know right to the dome bro right to the dome and, and and the way they masked it up it was it was a uh, politically incorrect i will say but then you say that is this not what them men have been saying this whole time absolutely out here murking man and then acting like it was our fault no no absolutely and and like you said and like i said you know like watching this it gives you a real taste of reality and and also tries to put the shoe on the other foot you know and and let's see people see it from a different concept you know so you know like i said the impact was there from the beginning you know then you had your little uh what they call it uh activists if you will yeah activists agitators terrorists don't forget i use that word not lightly Nelson Mandela was convicted as a terrorist, you know, so one man's freedom fight is another man's terrorist and that's kind of the point they're trying to make. Yeah, so obviously and, and for, for, for a certain individual for him to get in power, he uh, utilised the problem, didn't he? He took advantage of the problem. Yeah, that, that was one of the shadiest, bro, I saw him do it and you know, you saw it coming when he started moving Buki. Yeah, yeah. It's a damn shame, yo, and even the title of the programme, Noughts and Crosses, like the white people are noughts as in zeros you're nothing yeah and crosses you know what when i first when i first saw the title of it i was like oh is this gonna be like some murder mystery and then i looked i said okay 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 
So you know, and, you know they, they they put little scenarios in there that everyone's gonna recognize, or at least people of a certain age, anyway. Of uh, course. You know, with what they call the Segregation Act of 1950, um, that they have in the program. Yeah. That's that's apartheid, by the way. Apartheid is such a pussy word. That's not how they say it. It sounds soft <laughs> to me. To my ears, when you say like apartheid, it sounds soft. It's apartheid, bro. Like, does that just not sound different? Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean, bro? Like, you know, you know what? Tell I'm him, Greg. Tell him. <laughs> apartheid, what? Apartheid. Just sounds like a different thing, now. You know, like they're mispronouncing man's name. Callum is Calum when they say it. Like, it's like deliberate disrespect for no reason just to show you your position you get me yeah uh, like i said the script itself was fantastically written you know and and there was all, all everything was considered really well um even to the part with the uh the uh well the love triangle if you will <laughs> boy that was straight off rip you know they didn't even warm us up to it they just came straight in with it you kind of saw that coming from the moment he first entered the stage, though. Like the first end of the scene, the introduction, and then obviously him coming in. You were like, "Okay, we can see this is going to be an ongoing thing throughout the whole season." Didn't know it was going to play such an extensive uh, a part of it, but yeah, yeah, man. But I don't know who the writers, directors, producers of Notes and Crosses, but yo, large up yourself, man. I need to do my research on that. They, they've done an excellent job. Congratulations, guys, man. That's truly one for the books, definitely. And if yeah, you haven't seen one. it, get on it. BBC iPlayer, Noughts and Crosses, man. Hey, listen, if you're not watching this, I don't know what you're doing with your time, bro. There's only so much you can be doing with all this lockdown time we've got. This is the time to do it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, bro? I'm getting into all kind of mad hobbies right now because of the extra time on my hands. The least you can do is watch one TV program. Hey, I'm, I'm taking up Scrimshaw. Do you know what Scrimshaw is? No, what's that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm going to leave that to you to figure out before the end of the episode. <laughs> Say that word again. Scrimshaw. Scrimshaw, yeah? Scrimshaw. Bro, what are you getting into? <laughs> <laughs> Hey. Guys out here doing some next Harry Potter magic and that. Hey, Scrimshaw is deep, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but yo, hit us up on Twitter at them and their pod. Let us know what your thoughts are on Notes and Crosses, man. We're really enjoying it at the minute. Uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts and then interact with you about that a little bit. Absolutely. Um, right. Uh, yeah, what are you saying, bro? Let's move on. Mr. Boris. Let's this move. motherfucker. Let's let's talk about this guy. That's your prime minister. I don't know all about that. <laughs> I don't know all about that. <laughs> um, I mean, I guess the question I want to ask you, uh, Gregor, uh, in the in the in the midst of everything going on, is he right to lead? I have never in my whole life, and just to give you guys a little bit of background, I was born and raised. Zimbabwe came to the United Kingdom age 15 um, so I've seen what the political scene was like over there you know it was it wasn't great but it hadn't deteriorated to the point where it is now and of course I've seen even from a distance the political scene over here from back in John Major days to Tony Blair to Gordon Brown to um, call me Dave Cameron <laughs> 
Theresa May now, Boris Johnson. I've never in my whole life seen anybody look as flustered in office as this man has this past week. You know what? This guy has absolutely no idea. No idea. No control over what's going on. And he's the... I think personally, as long as I've been around, he's probably one of the biggest contradictive backstabbing there's too many words prime minister that we've had like i don't the way he came to power it wasn't by merit not at all right like let's let's get into that little aspect of it right there like obviously the general election in december put the conservatives in power with a a very good majority actually which means Mm -hmm. and they discussed this around the time you had people for the very first time voting conservative that had never done so before and that raised a lot of questions in my head like yo how did we get here like what was the motivation behind you doing that if you're that kind of person that did so and i came to the realization that the worst thing in the world when it comes to politics is a single issue voter yeah like I don't care what's going on around you, the situation you're in. For you to go to the ballot with only one thing in your mind and you're so laser focused on that one thing that it decides your whole process. Yeah. You forget about it. It's a recipe for disaster, bro. Yeah. But you know, you, you get that the more now, the more people vote now. You know, what I mean, it's it's like you said, a single opinion voters. It's it's if they're focusing on one thing, hearing the right words about that one thing, and and that's all it is. Everything all else you heard during the election: get Brexit done, get Brexit done, get Brexit done. Okay. And that's all it was. Question. Once we've done Brexit, Wablo. And this nobody fully understand. No, no, a lot of these voters they don't they didn't fully understand what Brexit was, and they probably Even still don't. Didn't, I, I, that, that's that's something we figured out a long time ago. We figured out that a lot of that was about frustrations with the system. Which, by the way, some of you didn't realize it was a system the conservatives created anyway. Right. Ten exactly. years of austerity. What did you think was going to happen? Right. And 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 just to add to that. And I will say, just to add to that, do you know, did you know that Boris was actually against it and then came out hours later and changed his mind? As was Theresa May. But, you know, this is politics. No one cares what you said. People only care what you're saying now. Uh, and me, hold on, I'm going to say something even I'm going to top that, Greg, because you know what? Boris, when Theresa May was in charge, he voted with her and he voted against her. Oh, yeah, he's like, what, what did you say? Boris is the biggest what? contradictive backstabbing he's 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 something else man like he's 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 bad he's bad i'm sorry he's very bad <laughs> bro this guy is like he's shitting on the toilet bro but <laughs> back to the point is like once brexit is done what else is important in your life that you need to have handled and people refused 100% refused to address that tell them what it was even though there were people telling them yo we need to be looking out for such and such because that's going to matter and one of those things was the health service all this corona thing going by now you're starting to realize right nhs is under pressure blood you know the funniest thing about this and i don't need to get away from it greg 
You know, there's a lot of people out there that didn't have no respect for NHS, but all of a sudden, all of a sudden, NHS are their superheroes. I'm just going to put it out there. I'm just going to put it out there. But continue. Sorry. Continue. No, that was a great point to make because you're 100% correct. It's like people like me, my age, and maybe even 10 to 15 years older than me, like as far that. as the UK goes, we don't know any different. You take the NHS for granted. It's always been there as long as you've been alive. That's right. You know, so you don't know the other side of it where things are just not available or too expensive to get medically. And they just, just because you've always had it so good, you took it for granted and you kind of dismissed some of the benefits that it actually gives you just by being there. Absolutely. Like, yeah. Free healthcare. <laughs> the fact that there's only so many ICU beds for the people who are in those critical stages of a coronavirus infection yeah. is that's because of the underfunding of the NHS, which again, 10 years of austerity. Who did that? Who did that? That's the Tories that did that. Exactly. And you can at me if you want, bro. At Coach MGM, come at me. Say what you want, want to say. This come at me. Come at him. Come at me. The development case. We, we're ready to argue it out. Absolutely. Like, how how can I look at you, Case, after you've you punched five holes in my boat? <laughs> how do I turn around to you and say, oh, you're the man with the solution? Well, what the f You put me in this situation in the first place. Exactly. Fuck you. Exactly. 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 You know, and I'm going to frame it like this. The get Brexit done crowd, for whatever reason, you felt like you needed to get Brexit done. That's a topic for a different day. But you lot, you sold your soul for this. Because now, look at where we are with the NHS, bro. But they're saying that if this thing gets to the Italy levels, it's done for, man. That's a big let that one. Well, and Italy, I have Italy have it bad right now. Italy have it bad right now. Yeah. In a little bit of a Twitter exchange I had with someone earlier today, mm. like they said something, and you know, a statement that just smacks you right bang in the middle of your face, and you're like, wow, is this what we're doing? Um, and I don't want to misquote anyone, so I'm going to find it. Just so mm -hmm. that, you know, I can be very clear about what it is I'm speaking of. So, they were having a separate discussion with someone else and I jumped in. After they said, in the UK, liberals are centrists. And really? I read that, I thought to myself, what kind of fuckery is going on? When a centrist, and you're saying it yourself, middle of the road, I'm neither left no right centrists are considered liberals how far right have we just gone that that is the case we, we we're bugging like we're we are bugging right now in the west <laughs> well like, i don't know i don't know what to say about that I, I, I really don't know what to say about that bro it was the craziest thing i couldn't believe they actually had the full chest to say something like that so audacity in a sense but here's the thing, I immediately understood that they're not the only people that think that. No, so no, no. You see these dismissive statements that you get, you know, the libs, you lefties. They don't actually understand what they're talking about. Because, again,
again like they just said someone right in the middle of the road just cause you're not on my team you're an op <laughs> <laughs> pretty much you can't say that pretty much pretty much everyone that's, that's, everyone that's against you is a straight up so bro like where do they do that I don't know man these are mad times but I ain't never seen no shit like this I ain't never like I said in it this this guy whoever you know what I mean everyone the problem is and I said this before you know what I mean um, everyone has a vision of how they want, want the world to, to, to run um, but someone else's vision is not acceptable in other people's eyes so this is going to be an ongoing thing for years but however Boris um, is is more than I would say absolutely terrible at what he's doing right now you know what I mean for, for this guy is a, is a and I'm going to say I'm going to quote things that I've actually read about is a racist you know what I mean and he is socially inappropriate with Talk terms of, hey he's telling well, he, well certainly he quoted back in 2002 when he called Muslim women letterboxes and bank robbers imagine letter- a man calling your mum a letterbox bro and bank robbers yeah and also said that people of ethnic background are picking the knees with watermelon smiles this is your president this is your prime minister this is your Who's prime, minister? prime minister. Who's prime minister? This is your well, we know, but this is your prime in general. This is your prime minister. You know, these are things that he actually stands by and believes that are politically correct or socially correct to say. But if someone else says it, it's a different situation, a different outcome. Hey, like I cannot believe that. Like we got to a state where we had so much and i say the royal we don't get it twisted there was so much hatred for europe europeans whatever that we thought it would be much better for us to hand the keys to the country to this fucking clown wow that's how much hatred we had in our hearts to do such a thing think about it man uh, why 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 are people why why are people jumping on this bandwagon to, to hate Europe? Why 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 is, well, why is this such a bad place? People feel like they are deprived and missing out on stuff. Oh and really? You the truth is, yes, you are deprived. You are missing out. But why are you missing out? It's not because them man are here. It's because I'm gonna say it again, probably for the fifth time this episode. We have been living for the last ten years under austerity measures. Who implemented those austerity measures right exactly it was okay a coalition government but a coalition government led by the conservatives exactly these are the guys that set you on fire and then now all of a sudden they're running up on you with a fire extinguisher acting like they're heroes (laughs) double backing double back listen a great man named michael awar jr said i can never die i'm chuck norris what comes after that if you know you know <laughs> you know did uh, you know did you see did you see stormzy knots across this <laughs> yeah low key though <laughs> i didn't see that one coming at all yeah man like it's it, it's a it's a very very disgusting time that we're living in and 
I don't have any kids. I feel sorry for you lot that are raising children right now, having to try and explain to them that what's going on is not normal, but yet they don't know any different. It's, it's a trying time. What can we do? You know what? Whatever's going to come out, it's going to come out. How we handle it is, is we, we were controlling most some of the situation. Let's, let's do our part. Yeah, man. Part. Yeah, man. You please, please. And okay, obviously, national politics matters, but don't don't sleep on your local government, man. You got to put them, man, under pressure. Whatever it is that you need for your community, you got to get on these guys' necks. Put your foot on their throats and don't let up until they make things happen. Fight for it. Fight for it. Yeah, man. Let's get off this political thing, bro. Let's move well, on. I say let's get off the political thing. Let's get into a different kind of politics. Oh, uh, mate. You know what? <laughs> you know, can I just say let, let's just start this out by saying the word audacity. The nerve. The aud- the unmitigated goal, bro. The the audacity. This to Greg, let's talk about it. This let's, to let's, let's talk about it. Alright, so let me give the context. Um the BBL championship season was suspended indefinitely. Okay, hard to take. We all know we all we love ball. We're all involved in ball, most of us anyway. And that was a that was a little bit of a kick in the balls. Amidst all that, here comes Glasgow with their whole chest saying we're gonna go to war to ensure that we are <laughs> that we're crowned BBL champions. For the season 2019-2020, are they and serious? It, it was some flimsy ass argument, bro. Like, right? Are they serious? I think the biggest part of that saying that argument was what they played 75 percent of their games. That's and their biggest. And an 80 something percent winning percentage. Like, you know what? Let me just say, shout out to you, man, because that took balls to come up with that. Hold on, let's correct that. Not shout out to you, man. Shout out to Duncan. Is it Smiley or Smiley, whatever you want to call it? Is it Smiley? Smiley, I think. Duncan Smiley, shout out to you for your brave statement. You know, I did some research on this, Greg. Let's look at the table. Top four teams, right? Top four teams. Mm-hmm. Fox, Lions, Wolves, Riders. Yeah? I believe yep. Lions, Lions have lost four games. Rocks have lost three. Wolves have lost five, Riders have lost four. Okay, all playing l- less games than the Rocks. Yeah. How do you say we are outright winners? Is this Liverpool and Man City and United and Arsenal? Is, is it the same situation? Well, you say we are chest, apparently. <laughs> is this the same situation? Like, are you run away? Are you really that far ahead where no one can catch you? Uh, nah. Because... Having watched the BBL this season, things are changing on a weekly basis. Absolutely. And to be fair, just just to give them their credit, those four teams have been the most consistent throughout the season. Yep. You know, Newcastle have had a weird old season. They're dropping results that normally they wouldn't have, etc., etc. But... In the space of a weekend, things can change. Or could have changed, sorry, you know, the situation we're in. Let's look at this, yeah? London Lions is a game 
behind rocks, right? So let's say they win that game. That brings them, was it two points a win, is it? Is that right? Yeah, two points per win. So that brings them to 22 points from one game difference. Where do you get from that? Where, where, just curiously, where do you get from that? Mathematically, even on, on, on last five games or so, where do you get from that? That Glasgow Rocks should be the outright winners. And don't get me wrong, a lot of love for people in, in, in Scotland and Glasgow or whatever. You know, we're not trying to discredit the club. You know what I mean? You're having a good breakout season. But where do you say that you deserve the title? Like, what is your what 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 else can be your case for that? So Glasgow have never been in this position before. So a little bit of desperation has to be kicking in for him to have come out with what he just said, right? Because this would have been the first Scottish BBL championship. Yeah. You know, they've right. never they've never won it and I don't think they've ever actually come close for real for real. Maybe flattered to deceive in the past, but they've never actually come close. So let me let me just play devil's advocate. Right. Anyone involved in sport at any level, you want some kind of closure to a season, whatever happens. Absolutely. Cool. But I think for him to say and make the public declaration that it should be us as champions, especially with the margins you just described. Nah, bro, it's, it's, it's not like that. I mean, why would you not just be happy just saying that we had a good season? It's close, but we've had a really good season. And build on that. Everyone, this is, don't get me wrong, it's not just, there's a lot of teams, even at any level, you're talking about BBL, National League, even yourself, Greg, obviously, doing what you did, you know. Um, National League, locally, all of these guys are incomplete seasons where people are in situations where they can say, you know what, yeah, we're top. We should understand, but we understand the situation, you know. Yeah, so let me juxtapose it a little bit with um, our situation at Lancashire Spinners. Shout out to these guys. Um, so we were definitively, no matter what else happened from the date of our last game to where we are now, we were officially by the table champions. Yeah, absolutely unambiguously so no head to head no one could have um, had as many wins as we did we'd completed our schedule now here comes the problem there was a scenario where there could have been a four way tie for second place right if Newcastle Eagles under 23 had lost to Calderdale on the last weekend of the season and Tees Valley Mohawks had won their game and Masco won their game that's a four way tie by record for second place now that's where you start to get the problems yeah granted understandable now that's a possible scenario where you could have feasibly had a four way tie for first place in the BBL and, and, and that's true and that's honest that's the honest truth so how do you then pass it out to say well based on where we are at this moment in time 
you'd have been here, you'd have been here, you'd have been here. Unless you go back to a previous fiction and say, Raw, they gave you a 30 piece last time you met. I don't see you turning that around. That's right. not exactly true. Let me give you no. another scenario. Newcastle Eagles under 23. When we traveled to them, they beat us by 20. That means we needed to turn around 40 points, in effect, to have the head-to-head against them. Yeah. We actually turned around 45 points. So it can be done. Yeah. So, I, I think, come on, Glasgow Rocks, man. You just do better. Just just, just put chalk it, it down to a good season and, and build on it. And if you did want to have this discussion, go to the board then. This is a behind closed doors discussion. They went to they went to the newspaper with this. Local newspaper. Twitter with it. First. I, see, I actually saw on BBC as well, BBC Sport, which was interesting. They came to Twitter with it first, bro, before they went anywhere else. Yeah. What's this? Man, amateur hour. Amateur hour is finest. I no, I'm sorry, man. Rocks, you know what? Good season, but you need to you, you weren't exactly like a killing everybody by a distance you know um so no you don't you don't get to chalk that one up sorry fix up bro <laughs> just fix up <laughs> that's it <laughs> <laughs> fix up man <laughs> mad thing but hey since we're talking about basketball yeah um i've just you know, i've had a few conversations with people this week yourself included mm-hmm. you know about how and i think you know I'll be honest, I think we're being a little bit harsh in certain senses, but it's like there's there's a little bit of something that seems to be missing in the mentality of the young players these days starting, you know, let's 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 not go below the under 18 age group. Let's make that as our starting point. And yeah. when I say young player, we'll go all the way up to let's call it age 23. Yeah. Yeah. Um there was a certain work ethic that seemed to be prevalent um, in the recent past. Just even, you know, guys always in the gym. You're always a pickup game, a one-on-one, yeah. you know, summer runs, etc. And it just doesn't seem to be the way anymore. Like, uh, it is troubling. Don't get me wrong. It is troubling. But why are we here now? Like, how did we get here? You know, Greg, I've... I've uh... I've wondered this a long, long, long time. Obviously, you know what it is. And I'll be honest with you, even guys from my era, your era, we look at things on how we had it. And then obviously we're in situations where we're in charge of players now and we try to implement what we know or what we we went through and these guys. But then you get these guys that feel like they don't have to put all that work in to be where we were or we are. You know, and... I'm really strongly looking at it and I'm trying to figure out why it's like this. Um, where is it a mentality thing? Is it kind of there's a secret out there that we don't know? Um, and I can't really put my hand on it. I, I, I can't, you know what I mean? For me, probably if I had to put my hand on it, it it's a mentality thing for more first and foremost, you know? Um, we have to ask ourselves this question like, what part are we playing in that? Um, I'm not even necessarily looking at this as an active coach i'm just a guy that's around the scene seeing things happen concerned about the british basketball scene and the world at large to be fair um how much responsibility do we have to take for that as the quote-unquote older generation by the way a little bit of a sidebar 
when a kid called me an OG for the first time, bro, it hurt. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, no, it's, it is not that time yet, bro. Hey, you know what? Take it, take it. Yeah, I don't um, know this, bro. <laughs> oh, let's look at it like this, okay? We 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 do play a part. And I'm not saying, like you said, let's 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 remove ourselves as coaches. We we do play for a part. So the first thing you want to see when 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 you got basketball players coming up, homegrown talent. Are we focusing on all homegrown talent? You know, or you know, are we uh, doing what it takes to to, to you know what I mean? We we, we want a strong squad. We want a, we want a, we want a great squad. Um, are we giving all the homegrown talent attention? The right attention are we giving them everything that they need but then there's the other side of it is the other side of it is do we have the facilities for it do we have the time for it you know i mean is there enough out there to make us do what we want and, and, and require for our players to be at that level well i'll, I'll put it like this there are by far a lot more clubs around now than when I was 15 years old first coming to this country oh and I agree I agree with that so you know before we actually start talking about the quality of the delivery and everything there's something for everyone yeah you know whether you live in the the smaller remote towns or you live in the big inner cities there's a basketball club for you nearby most of the time so i don't know if that's really the argument now obviously more sometimes means less quality but your big traditional powerhouse clubs i think right now they're as good as they've ever been if not better than ever you know, in terms of understanding what they're delivering and how they're doing it, having more full-time staff, etc., etc. Right? Yeah. So, here's an aspect that is different now than when we, we were sort of young. These kids have... Fame is not the right word, but it's the closest I can come. They're just because of how know how much word gets out with social media they're more famous than they're good yeah yeah and I agree. it's hard for them not to sort of buy into and focus on that little bit of fame that they seem to have and feed off of where you know a kid will drop their season highlights tonight and have all their little friends gassing them up um, 200 retweets a thousand likes you know yet they struggle to make a left hand layup in real life this is the point this is the point I'm trying to this is the point I'm trying to really trying to get to you know and like I said in that, I feel alright so let me give you an example right so in, in 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 what well in one of the teams that I've coached I've had 
you know, you look at players and you're saying, yeah, this guy could go go the right way. This guy can do this. This guy can do that. You know, um, and then you go, you you put in a situation. So, for example, uh, we've had a situation where the training, we're training normal training, which is inside, isn't isn't what what's on right now. And we're gonna go. All right, we're gonna do some core strengthening or something else like that. Now the player players or, or or the player feels that because they're at that caliber that none of these other stuff matter what caliber so they're at they're at a caliber where they, they've kind of got a little bit of a limelight you know they've kind of established themselves a little bit but the, the core strengthening the fitness it doesn't matter so they're not doing their SSC, for example yeah that it's, it's not even them it's where like I'll bring up the there was actually a conversation that was going on on Twitter earlier today uh, shout out to Courtney Van Beast um, he asked the question of should I be teaching you know the basic left hand right foot right hand left foot layup footwork when I know these kids are going to throw it out the window the first chance they get and I said, look, you're teaching beginners. You got to start on the ground floor, man. You're building a multi-story building. Yeah. You got to start with the basics. Make, make sure they get the basics down so that not till they get it right, till they can't get it wrong. Whatever comes after that is built on that foundation. Yeah. But it seems like, you know, we want the Instagram highlights and, you know, your, your one, two right hand, left foot layup ain't gonna make nobody's highlight reel but that's two points on the board my guy two points and it's a necessity and I'll, I'll give you an example like um this is back in 2015 um junior national final fours under 16s kyle cleary um yeah. for manchester magic he was final fours mvp after we won that title right now from that game Jelani Watson-Gale yep. um, got himself a mixtape of the plays he made from that game. He made some spectacular plays, I'm not going to lie. Kayim didn't. Kayim mm-hmm. was the MVP of the game. Now, let me explain it to you this way. Jelani made a lot of spectacular plays. Kayim made a lot of basic plays, but they were winning plays. Layups. Yep drop-off passes deflections nothing you can make a highlight reel out of but he made enough of those plays that he was the difference in the game yeah you know don't get me wrong we all enjoy a spectacular play you know someone gets dunked on a little bit crazy we'll stand on our feet a nice crossover or a spin move or your whatever it is we like those plays but that's the icing on the cake that's not the cake yeah how do we explain it to these kids when all they're seeing when they open instagram is a guy who makes a crossover move and by the way a lot of the time you see these videos on instagram it cuts off after the crossover that tells oh, you when you missed the shot. yeah yeah of course but they're not picking up on that. So, and they those those will get a hundred thousand likes, and they want those hundred thousand likes more than they want 
to be still playing five years from now, I think. They can live off that one crossover. The guy that did the crossover and you remember for years, but where is he now? It's 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 insane, especially in junior basketball. Let me ask it to you like this, Case. Yeah. Um, name your whole under eighteen team that you played on. I have. Ooh. Wow. All of them. <laughs> I've got Chaliston Woods. Patrick Avorkia, Avorkia, sorry, who coaches at St. Charles. I got Gabriel Abaji, known as Shaq, Leon Smith, Darren Sutherland. Um, Mitchell, I can't remember Mitchell. Mitchell Hunter, there you go. Um, Suprin, I can't remember his surname. <laughs> um, that's a few of them. Oh, you know what? Funny enough. Um, you know we had we had um, Daps, which is Femi's Femi Femi um, GB Femi's brother. Oh yeah, yeah he used to play with us as well. Temi, um, yeah sorry Temi, apologies. <laughs> Temi's brother Daps, who is music producer now. Um, he was on our junior team as well. Small world, man. Yeah, look at but that. Yeah. Here, check this out. Well, you're struggling. You're struggling to name these guys on your team. Why so? Here's my point. Junior basketball, you, you, it matters. Trust me, it matters. That's where you you can you develop your foundation as a player. But beyond that, in terms of your record, you want this, you want that. No one cares. Trust me, no one cares. Yeah. And it's not gonna matter. Bro, I dare you right now to walk up on someone and say, listen, twelve years ago I won such and such. So? Yeah, it don't mean nothing. It don't mean nothing. You know, but you picked up enough at that time to be in a position right now where you're a box promotion winning coach if that right ever is presented to you by box considering the the coronavirus um, situation at the minute congratulations to you for that appreciate that well, I know it's a fingers crossed situation we hope so but we'll see how it goes <clears throat> you know so you that, that came from your grounding and your foundation that you learned way back then but you hear what I'm saying you learned way back then yeah. You know, outside of all hype and stuff like that, you understood how to get into a process and then to one day now deliver that process. Even you know, even though you've made it your own in certain ways, this comes back from those those early lessons that you took. So yeah. it, it's not it's not that deep, bro. Like no one cares about your little sixteen year old fame. Like I'm seeing twelve year olds with mixtapes. I'm not watching that. No. No, it's, it's limelight for the minute. It's limelight for the minute. Like, what is a 12-year-old's mixtape meant to look like? I have no idea. <laughs> it's it's limelight for the minute. Like, I see um, guys now sending me their own full games and highlights, etc. You know, pertaining to the situation I have at Lancashire Spinners, which is fine. 
I know what I'm looking for. Yeah. We're dealing with grown men. What are you presenting and what are you selling for a 12-year-old's mixtape? Who is it for? Well, like I said, and it's for the moment. I mean, guess the, I mean, what I'm trying to say, and what I'm trying to say, and the message I'm trying to put out there is, if 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 some of you guys feel like basketball is just one dimensional in terms of just whatever you do on the floor, like you're far from where you need to be, you know. There's a lot of work that goes into it, you know, off the floor as well as on the floor, you know, and you can't take anything for granted. So. You know, just 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 a message out there. You know, what I mean, it, it it's 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 a it's a hard path. It's a hard path, and if you want to make it to the to big stages, you can't miss nothing. Yeah, and this is not a, this is obviously not everybody. I see you guys out there working hard. Those of you that are, yeah, I do see it. But I know even. For you guys, you're well aware that some of your peers, some of your contemporaries are not in that same wavelength with you. And while it's not re- not really on you to do something about it, on a certain level, you can put a little bit of pressure on them to level up. Like, uh, you need them. You need the competition from them. You need the drive from them to ultimately get to where you need to go to. You're Absolutely. not going to do it on your own. Absolutely. So, you know, just take it for what it is. Yeah, it is a criticism, but there's, you know, there's a little bit of medicine in the candy there. Your work ethic will tell you where you end up. You know, Absolutely. don't don't get obsessed with Instagram and YouTube, etc. Et it's cool. It's cool. Use it for what it's for, though. Use it for what it's for. Some light entertainment. <laughs> light entertainment, man. Light entertainment gotta be shitting me man two two and a half minute highlights and you're gonna think that's a, a proper interpretation of who you really are and miss me with that <laughs> ain't that with most things though in it but it's, it's just disappointing obviously to it's it's not per se just the, the, the player itself but it's, it's who encourages it so true true you know i've never I've never seen a, a, a group of kids that raise themselves. <laughs> you know, there's an yeah. adult in there somewhere. Of course. So, you know, just get get your work done, man. You'll be all right. You'll be all right. Yeah, and no, real talk. Shout out to you guys that are out there doing work. Get your boys them up on the level. I beg you, man. We can do so much better. Of course. Of course. Hey, man. Um, is it time for a quick update? Let's give a quick update. We don't want to spend too much time on it. Obviously, it's, 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 it is what it is. But we just want to keep everybody as current as possible. Ugh, I'm jaded with this shit, man. I can't believe we're talking about it again. But, you know, just a quick one. Um, we're now officially on lockdown. Um, clubs, pubs, gyms. We've been told, do not go to them places. Now, that's that, that was the thing to me. Like, people were saying... Oh, you can't be going to play ball, etc. These are the same people that were going to gyms. Bro, do you know how nasty a gym is? Yeah, I think it's ten times worse than sports hall. <laughs> you get me, bro. Like, oh <laughs> hell no, <nah>, bro. <laughs> yeah. It's ten times worse than a sports hall. Because half of you guys be sweating on the machines and not even wiping that shit down. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Tell them. You know what I mean, so <laughs> you to come at anyone that's in the gym putting in work is an it's it's a shame, man. So disrespect. Come back. Yeah, come correct, man. man. <laughs> yeah, it's like you guys were saying, yo, BBL, this, them, they made them play the final, and they're actually saying this while they're on the treadmill. Audacity, man. Sweat just dropping down on the treadmill. Sweaty palms on the side. You're not wiping down the treadmill uh, after. Are you wiping down the treadmill after? Nah. nah. Anyone got a video? Anyone got any proof out there you're wiping down the treadmill after? Nobody. Yeah? So know, know what you're attacking. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's the situation we're in, man. And I think we just have to ride it out. You know, not a lot we can do at this stage. Um, what do they call it? Flattening the curve? Flattening the curve, yeah. Um, social distancing is a, is a bit of a joke. <laughs> um, but with that being said, I want to express my absolute disgust and disdain for some of you, man. Oh, dear. Fuck you, man. Like, oh, dear. These guys are going up, grabbing up everything. Oh, yeah, you, you got no. NHS nurses on shift all day and all night. Can't get a decent they can't sandwich. be there at four in the morning with you, hoarding shit. But I, this happened. This happened right where I live. I went on what day was that? Thursday, just to pick up a couple, couple articles. Nothing serious. Yeah. And i found myself going to parts of the store that i don't even know what's over there just to see bro shelves were empty and as i'm taking my little tour there was a lady and she wasn't like i know she was younger than me but in a nurse's uniform and she's walking around like looking look and she had tears in her eyes bro my nosy ass i go over there everything okay Oh man, I just need to get I just need to get groceries for the kids. There's nothing here, bro. That like that bread and anger inside me that I should not have. It's been bad. Like the queues for Costco has been ridiculous. The supermarkets, people chewing up at five in the morning, you know, and and fighting to get inside and. You know, taking on the necessities. People being, they're both buying for no reason. Well, I wouldn't say no reason, but they're kind of getting ahead of what it is, you know? And you know what? Shout out to all these supermarkets that made the decision to do this uh, elderly peak, an elderly time shopping in the mornings uh, between maybe, I think it's seven and nine or eight and nine, you know, um, to give these guys an opportunity and the food, the people that are opening for the, the nurses to get in there and get their food, you know? Um, but it's not even working too tough because no because they're still piling up at the same time yeah they're just completely disregarding it like y'all motherfuckers are sick man you just the selfishness bro let's let's just give them a, a chain of command here all right so someone gets the virus someone's good someone gets rushed to the hospital but you're required to be looked after by an nhs person nurse doctor whatever these doctors and nurses cannot function properly if they don't look after themselves so when they don't function properly I'm not saying that they don't because i believe they're doing a fantastic job yeah when they're not functioning properly you guys want to get onto these doctors and nurses like they're doing something wrong but if we go back around in the circle who's 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 causing the problem 
like it, it's it's just a vicious vicious circle like you you you're putting a person in a situation where they're having to do something desperate because you did something ultimately selfish exactly like dude like i know there's guys that are still going to the shop to look for things today that maybe last week bought 10 packs of toilet paper so if you're still going to be going up to the shops why did you just grab up all that toilet paper for example why did you grab up all that pasta all that meat for what right exactly exactly check this all quick so yesterday i went to the shop you know what i mean um i went i went to buy genuine i went to buy a four pack of tissue yeah Something why like. could my, why could case not buy a four pack of tissue why is the smallest pack 24 jesus what why do i why do i need this the first thing i said when i saw it is i don't need this much <laughs> So here's what's going on. You just said something stupid. So you man are really out here both buying four packs, yeah? They're both yeah, buying all the small pack. tissue. They're both buying all the small tissue and leaving the big ones. And the big ones is what some of us don't need. I don't need that much tissue. Bro, how does that make sense? If I'm gonna bulk buy, I'm just gonna go and buy two 24s. I'm done. That's what I'm sitting with. Then you got these local uh independent shop people that are selling tissue. Did you see the video? The guy shutting the, the tissue for ten pounds? Yeah, he got onto Bossman, you know. Sanitizers for ten pounds? Yeah, and Bossman had the nerve to call the police. Or you know, audacity. That's my word today. Audacity. You had the audacity <laughs> to call the police. And this is no no, this is <laughs> Greg, listen to the statement. I'm gonna try to say this is word for word. Hello, police. Um, we've got someone in harassing us here. Um, he's coming to buy shit. And because of the situation, we slightly, I'm going to say the word, slightly had to up the price of a four pack of tissue. So, what, a four Bro. pack of tissue? Let's see, what, what's the average price? Four pack of tissue, what? Three, four quid? Four pack? Where do you shop? All right, £1.99 then. Yeah? I was going to say, for man's £1.99. Bougie, bougie, <laughs> Marks and Spencer's. <laughs> no joke. Um, four pack. 199 how is that slightly let me tell you something if you want to see my birth certificate it's available on request i'm a grown-ass man bro you're not going to be saying no stupid shit like that to me slightly raise the prices slightly he's lucky he's lucky he didn't dash the whole bag in his face you know what i mean the man said he's been coming to the shop for 47 years yeah 47 years yeah and he's come in the shop it's not like they act like they don't recognize him. <laughs> Bro, man's been living in the same bits for that long. <laughs> and they act like they don't recognize him. He said, I've been coming in the shop nearly 47 years. And you don't recognize him. Well, But here's the thing. They're, they feel like they can do that because you manage just snatching up everything you see. Like a pack of fucking vultures. Cause and effect. That's what I said to you before. Cause and effect cause and effect supply and demand right that's right um are we gonna get to numbers real quick or are we just gonna keep it uh nah man these numbers are moving a little bit too fast for us at okay. the minute, i will just say one thing before we move on in china i believe there's no new cases oh furthermore they're talking about shutting down all them pop-up hospitals that they had to deal with the situation so positive we'll figure yeah boy listen no. this is 
I heard someone say something, right? You know how Trump has been calling it the Chinese flu. Oh my! Don't you know what? Don't get me started with this guy. No, it's not even that. It's not even that, bro. This guy went to bust a joke on Twitter. I saw it. I couldn't even acknowledge it, bro. It was just man said it was the Kung flu. Yeah. Wow. You know what? What that, is that, bro? You know what? I just. It's, it's, the thing is, he he, stabbed, he, he said it. Um, it's from China, so it's, so you got people in your staff calling it the Kung Flu. He was he was correct. He was politically correct. Wow. Uh, Are you sure about that one, Kung Flu, bro? Yeah. This out of order, rude, disrespectful, man. Dude and disrespectful. Rude and disrespectful. Yo. Like, okay, yo, moving on, bro. Let's move on, man. Let's get out of Let's bring a bit of brevity into our lives. Let's cause a couple arguments. So, one or two of you, man, really didn't appreciate the Premier League conversation last week, but... Oh, (laughs) yeah, I got something on that. Go on, go on. (laughs) Nah, bro, there was bare aggression on the timeline, bro. Like, I didn't deserve this. How are you an Arsenal variant? Listen, I said what I said. What you want me to say? Hey, you know what? It, it's bold. You have to understand how bold of it is for an Arsenal fan to say exactly what he said. So, you know, like I said, much respect to him there. But I, I yo. Bro, these men came for me, you know. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, yo, here's where we are this week. And I have my list. Top five NBA scorers of all time. As right, we're, not, we're not doing all five of them today. Oh, yeah? No. Oh, you want to do all five of them today? Listen, just fire off, bro. But you, you hear oh, what you I'm fire saying? You better off, be able to defend you your pick. It. You fire off. You better be able I'm... to defend your pick. I don't think I'm prepared for this shit right now. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, listen. Let's just get the, the big one out the way. The obvious one. This man is top of the top with the list. Kareem oh. Abdul-Jabbar. Like, uh. think about how long he's been up there and no one's been able to pass him. Karl Malone came closest, but even yeah. he's a little, you know, quite a bit shy of where uh, Kareem is. Th- this man played until he was 40-something, 42. Right, is this your number five or your number one? No particular order. Okay, okay. I'm gonna. No particular order. I'm gonna jump in on that. And you know what? Like, I, I, he's one of mine. So, yeah, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. You know, and you know the wickedest thing about it is what he did that skyhook. You, you couldn't stop it. <laughs> you knew it was coming. You couldn't stop it. <laughs> he did it every time. No scouting report exists without skyhook on it from his era. Do same. <laughs> Come at me if you want. Come and take the smoke if you want, you know. And you couldn't stop it, you know. And people probably think, oh yeah, that's all he did. It works. It works. You couldn't stop it. It was like this, this this situation where people that's all he did. Like, do you really think the one man band guy on Market Street, because he was playing all them instruments, is a better musical artist than Elton John because he only plays the piano? Are you stupid? Listen, mate. You can't knock the asshole. It works, you know. He was clutch, straight up. He was clutch. Yeah, man. Like, 
the, the greatest scorer in NBA history and it's not even as close as it seems. Many have tried, all have failed. I'm going to read one I'll read one cheeky little stat that I looked up on him. Yeah? yeah. Do you know that he had 787 double digit games? Jesus, what? That's equivalent to nine seasons, bro. How many consecutive? Nine seasons. I didn't get that far. Double digit games, 787. Yeah, nine seasons. Nine seasons of double digits out of his 20. And you know what the mad part is? You know he wasn't scoring in the teens either. Mm. So when you say 700 and whatever you're talking about, at least 90% of those 20 plus. Exactly. So, like, how is he not in the goal conversation, by the way? We just, it's like we discredit him or something. Hey. He needs to be there. He's got as many rings as some. Most MVPs, I'm sure, aside of... MVP. Mm, is he most MVPs? Um, I can't remember What's the number. Like people, bro? <laughs> I know he's got... I know he's uh, he got 11 defensive. 11 defensive. I mean, I think he was six times first team, five second team, five time defensive. Um. Yeah. It, look, the guy's formidable. The guy's formidable. He, he is like. And bear in mind, guys his size do not last that long. No. Exactly. No, they don't. Uh, it's a very, very, very difficult position on your body. At you know the requirements of the position. Uh, it's not a normal thing to be seven foot certain. Matter of fact, it's officially a disability. Technically, yeah, you're right. You know what I'm saying? Like, and at the time he retired, bear in mind, he wasn't just the top scorer. Most games, most minutes played, most field goals made, most blocked shots, most defensive rebounds, most wins. Guy's a problem, man. Like Respect him, guys. He should be in your GOAT list. Absolutely, man. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, one of my top five scorers of all time. Who you got? Well, I had Kareem. Um, all right, we're going to argue on this one. You know. I got Iverson in there. No argument here, bro. I got him on my list. I got Iverson in it, and you know what? There, there may be an element of bias here. I mean, I idolized this guy as a youth growing up. You know, everything from his gameplay to his his trainers, his braids. We call it a, a basketball groupie. <laughs> hey, by the fuck. way, the answer fours were some of the coldest things. Cold, cold. Some of y'all might not know nothing about that. Answers and questions, man. Answers and questions. Cold. The answer fours in red. And you know what? I'm not even a sneaker guy like that. But them ones? Yeah. Right, so I picked him. Obviously being a, a guard at... Well, he's going to probably say... I'm saying 6-1. Are we saying 6-1? Man, this man 
man is not six foot nothing. He's five foot ten. Right, we're gonna say five ten. So I'm going at five ten. You know, scoring guard. You know, he's probably the probably most one of the most free scoring guards that you'd probably see. You right, know? bro, Bubba Chuck, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That nickname is not for games, bro. <laughs> Just letting you know, you know, incredible scorer, you know, um, no fear factor, you know, game winner. Baddest, the only thing, I, you know what I mean, it, which was sad for him, he didn't get to get, well, he wasn't amongst the elite. Nah, man, he was a multiple time scoring champion. He was an MVP at five foot ten, remember this guy came in the league getting putbacks on man's heads. That's your point guard doing that. Incredible, absolutely incredible. His speed was second. First step was crazy. Like no uh, one else in. I don't. You man that say Kyrie Irving, shut up. <laughs> no <laughs> one rocked a man. Not like him. Like Allen Iverson. Clean, no push off, nothing. No help from the floor, just straight rip, straight rip. Like he had guys doing straight ballet routines on the floor, bro. Straight rip, no fear factor. Anyone that came into the league, even Jordan. Man, think about <laughs> it. Like see, the guy came into the league as a rookie, with Jordan picking him up, and the guy said, "Okay, hang on. I heard about your defense, bro. Let me see what it's saying." Gave him a little taste with that left to right. Jordan uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> the guy was like, hey, hold up. Let me see that one more time. Gave it to him another time, left to right. Jordan was out of there. Pulled up and hit the jumper right on the mat. Like, nah, come on. Did you see? You remember his put back from the free throw line? Yo. Remember? <laughs> remember, this man's 5'10. 5'10. And he probably didn't weigh 170 soaking wet. Crazy, crazy, you know. What I mean, put like, all aside anything that oh, happened off the floor, put anything oh, aside. Fantastic, love this guy. Iverson, like, forever, he was man. fun to watch. Like, it was you have to think about this when the professional NBA pundits are saying in the NBA finals, Philadelphia versus LA, in any situation by rights. LA should have been favored to sweep Philly in that series, but all the pundits were saying, no, Iverson will get you a game on his own. Mm. Just him. He'll get you one game. I don't know what the rest of the team's gonna do for the rest of the series, but one game, Iverson will give you just that one game on his own. Think about that, bro. Yeah, man. Like I said, this guy is a. Uh... Oof. When he came into the league, it just it was just yo, yo. It wasn't no, it wasn't about, but it wasn't about dunking then. You know, it's about first step. Oh yeah, just first steps and crossovers. That's what it was about. Yeah, let's not act like that dress code wasn't for him. <laughs> <laughs> he he come disrupt the league. You know, I'm I'm, I'm said, you know what you got you 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 dress like an absolute tramp, fam. Let's clean this up. Shirts and ties, brother. <laughs> That's it. Now on. Smart dress only, man. Show some respect. Oh, man. Allen Iverson, second on the top five. No particular order, remember. Go right. for your... Uh, who's your third? 
Bear in mind, this guy does so much on the court. He's so good at so many things that even in his draft class, when you talk about who are the scorers, nine out of ten of you will name someone else. Go for it. LeBron. Think about it. Even to this day, when they talk about the 2003 draft class, when they mention who the scorers are, they'll say Melo. True. True, true. This guy is miles and miles and miles ahead of Melo in the scoring charts, and he's not considered a scorer like that. What is going on? You know, with most of these things, and most of these uh, things that come out, it's... uh... It's the word of one, or it's it's what's on paper, or voted, you know. But some people don't actually see it for what exactly it is. Um, LeBron, even from uh, high school days, if you just looked at the size of him compared to the rest of his team, <laughs> like this guy was a standout character. I'm gonna That's be honest, he's not in my five. Grown ass man, bro. He's not in my five. <laughs> But <laughs> you know what? We'll get to that reason in a minute. But think about it. He passed Kobe for third, and he's not even close to being done. Yeah, he's not even close to being done. And don't get it twisted. He will give it to you, however you want it. You might not yeah. regard him as a jump shooter per se, but he will. Who's made the most um, playoff three pointers in NBA history? Right, fair enough. I'm not. I don't think it's him, but he's up there. I think he's top three for a mm. non-shooter, quote unquote. Well, the thing is, I feel with LeBron, he he adapted throughout the years. He adapted, so he oh. had what he had oh. locked up, and he he adapted to like you know certain people like let's give an example. Paul Pierce stuck in his way. He was stuck in his era. Stuck in his era, but guys like yeah. LeBron. Paul Pierce, man, I've uh, guys I like lost respect for this guy came for Dwayne Hay, Dwayne Wade's neck, bro, and the whole world just jumped on Paul Pierce's head, bro. It was <laughs> sad. It was sad. <laughs> LeBron adapted to the environment. He adapted to the era. He adapted to what was new. So anything that you could do from the moment he started to what is now, he has in his locker. Yeah, he came into the league at that post-Michael Jordan moment where they were looking for the next hero ball guy. You know what I'm saying? Um, Because that's what basketball was in his era. Hero ball, hero ball, hero ball. Um, And, you know, obviously the chosen one, King James, all that, they really expected him to be that player. And I think even though he knew, and a lot of people knew he was very capable of doing that, it wasn't in his psyche. It wasn't the style of basketball that he really enjoyed playing. He got people involved. Like, I don't think anyone has more um, kick-out assists for catch-and-shoot threes in the history of the game than LeBron. Are we going deep in this? No. Instead of going in there and taking the tough force shot that if you make it, you're the hero. But if you miss it, you're probably losing that game. He'll kick it out to his teammate that he trusts to make that shot. And he has to live with the consequences. And sometimes those consequences have been people pissing on his legacy. That's what it is. Like the way Skip Bayless talks about this man, bro. Ross. 
there's not well. many people more disrespectful. <laughs> All right. You got he, he found an angle. Skip, that Skip Bayley found an angle though to, to feed off and get limelight off of. Him being the anti-LeBron. 100%. But, end of the day, LeBron's paying your bills one way or another. Right. You know, so take that how you want to take it. Okay. Um. So you've got some explaining to do, bro. Well, it wasn't because I deliberately missed him out. You know, I just kind of... You took it for granted. I, yeah. I'm going to put, yeah, I did. You know? But it was a tight one. It wasn't like I didn't regret it. Was, it was a tight one. You know? And um, I've got Wilt. I've got Wilt in there. Uh, I... <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest I'm punishing him For something that's not really fair Go on Have you seen this video There's some 12 year old you Running around 7 foot tall Playing on low rims Because that's his age group Have you seen it? No I haven't seen that video Right, this it, it's, it looks ridiculous. These kids are running around four foot, five foot something. Here comes this grown ass man, might as well be at seven foot something at twelve years old. That's, That's what fault. it was like for Wilt Chamberlain because man were not big like that, and he was the I think one of the first seven footers in the league, and guys were around average six four. Bill Russell was six nine, I think, and he was the one guy that really gave Wilt Chamberlain problems, and he was still smaller. So, I kind of discount him a little bit. Now, don't get me wrong. The man averaged 54 a season. That is serious buckets. You got respect him, man. You got respect him. I do, he, but I, I, I'm giving him penalty points for just being, you know... Tall, he's yeah? Like, on his he's, like, he's like Gulliver in Liverpool, bro. What kind of joke? <laughs> you hate on his genetics. Bro, why are you a giant? Eh? Why are you a giant? Why? I'm, <laughs> listen, man, it's genetics, isn't it? Like, what can you say in it? Yeah, people have their different names for him. Freak, if you want to call him a freak, they call him a freak. But on paper, you know, he was dominant. He did what he needed to do. You know, even if he grew up in a different era where things were a little bit different. Yeah, nah, bro. You know what? I hear you, but it's just like you want to see competition. Like, it's like, imagine kid who should be number one pick in the NBA draft for some reason coming to play in the BBL. That shit ain't right. Mm. Fair enough. Like he'd muck everyone off, man. It's not fair. <laughs> so, okay, I'm like, I, I, I hear you. I take your pick, Will Chamberlain, but I'm putting an asterisk on that one on my list. I might even put him Seventh, actually. Cheeky shit. Right. Excuse the language. <laughs> right. Let's go. Uh, two. Number four. In no particular order. Go. Uh, Kobe Bryant. I've got the same. Anyone who knows me, and I think I explained this in a previous episode. He's not. A Kobe. I am not a Kobe Bryant fan. <laughs> God bless the dead and all that, but I am not a Kobe Bryant fan. Um, 
but facts are facts. The man is a scorer. He's uh like I said, even when he first came into the league, he wasn't well. Even he's still not my main guy in it. In terms of gameplay, his mentality was the one that caught it for me. Um, as him as being him, but like, he, he knows what to do, man. He's 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 almost like a, a human. What do they call it? A human psychic. You know, you know, like when you anticipate how someone's gonna play. The savant. Do you know what I'm saying? Like you anticipate someone's gonna play, and you can just deliver that final blow. Like yeah, seeing things the oracle type shit. You know, seeing things before they happen. Nah, like uh, it was always hard for me to watch Kobe Bryant play when he was playing because, like, again, it's going back to an old style of basketball, as I call it, the hero ball thing. And I was never a fan of that. Like I don't like hero ball. But he made it work. Like I mean, it's something that I think is highly inefficient. He made it work. Yeah. Yeah. And and and, and that's one thing that I would say, and I was gonna say that actually, is that as he got older, he wasn't, he didn't, he wasn't like LeBron, where LeBron adapted and still bang with this modern game. He kind of went to what works for him and made it work. Oh yeah, and you know, to be fair, shout out to the guy. Unfortunately, the thing that works against Kobe Bryant sometimes is the fact that he was so close in style to Michael Jordan that it's like, look, we've seen the original. What do we need a remix for? Yeah, and it's hard when you're getting compared to that for most of your life, you know, and even up to when he passes, like, you know, they still have these little video compilations and pictures comparing movement and stuff like that but for me free will scorer even if even when time was uh, different for him he still kind of showed that he can uh, he can do he can do stuff yeah man and look again he was quite spectacular with it in certain moments you know like the the Philadelphia Sun series where he basically won that one on his own, um, and that not Philadelphia. What the hell did I just say? Philadelphia Suns, Phoenix Suns. Got yeah. me on my mind, man. The Iverson thing is gonna be messed up. Um, <laughs> the Phoenix Suns series that he won basically on his own, and that Phoenix team was stacked, stacked, son. Uh, and okay, he did it twice. He did it twice. He had the three beat with Shaq. And a back-to-back with Paul Gasol. Hey, the old heads. <laughs> hey man, yeah. As always, rest in peace to Kobe Bryant, man. But yeah, he's on our list. Come on, man. You might as well say, "Who's the last one?" Just say. It. Come say on, it. you. Me. I've got um, Steve Kerr. <laughs> 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 well, we got a Chicago Bull in there, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> nah, we messing around. Okay, we got Mr. MJ. We got Mr. MJ. Mr. MJ. Um, I'm gonna say this. Okay, for me, I've never seen somebody make Scory look so easy. I think he made it look way too easy. Hmm. Like, the stuff he used to do. And make, you know, remember he wasn't he wasn't 
He went bouncy, you know. He's very close in that. Out of here. See, he I was bounce. waiting for someone to say something stupid like that, bro. He went bouncy, bro. Michael. Yeah. Do you know what this man's vert was? Yeah, I do. What? 40, between 42 to 44 inches, 46 inches, maybe. It's 46 inches. And you going to Nick, bro. Bouncy. <laughs> he ain't bouncy, man. Have yeah. you lost your fucking He's mind? Sick, sick. He ain't bouncy, man. Can nah, I ask you something? Who you know? Right now, I've got a 46-inch book. Me. <laughs> All right, you know what? I retract the statement. Look, oh, the guy's a free... dare you? <laughs> Listen, the man's a free-flowing scorer. Yeah, the man's a free-flowing scorer. The degree of difficulty was pretty exceptional, and, and, he, and he wrapped up a few bodies, a lot of bodies, should I say. His biggest mistake? Darwin Kwame Brown as a prodigy. Why? So you're not letting that go, huh? Kwame <laughs> <laughs> Brown. That's there you go. He says, "Oh, bro, he flops as an as a executive. He's never got it right, you know. Never. Like, never. He fluked it with Kemba. You know what? Uh, but Kemba in college was actually quite. He was actually quite entertaining to watch." Oh yeah, I mean that last NCAA run that he had, where I think they finished ninth in the conference in the regular season, and they ran through the tournament. Kemba was averaging thirty something. Yeah. You know that cardiac Kemba moment where he broke a man with a step back to knock down the J on his head. Oh my God! Like. <laughs> wow! 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 That was spectacular, and then they ran through the whole tournament. And I think he had a triple double in there somewhere as well. Um, yeah. During the um, tournament, and they won the title. I can't remember which one it was. Plus, that team also, don't forget, had Shabazz Napier on it, who would actually be the most outstanding player a few years later when UConn won the title again. Yeah. So UConn weren't light work, but the fact that Kemba stood out on that team, that's telling you something. Absolutely. Yeah, my so anyway, Jordan, bro. Like, can we stop this thing off? Like, discounting his teammates, Scotty Pippen. Bro, I would never. No, no, hold on. I'm not one of those guys, though. No, no, no. I'm not one of those guys. I would never listen. Yeah, I would never discourage or discount any of his teammates because you know what? As much as people say, yeah, Jordan, he wouldn't have been able to do without some of these guys. You know, my favorite point to make when people come at me with the. The GOAT argument and they're trying to discredit LeBron. Go on. Michael Jordan never won a playoff series. Nope, wait, hang on. Never won a playoff series without Scottie Pippen. Now, bear in mind that he was in the league before Scottie Pippen. Yep. What year is Scottie Pippen? 87? Yeah. Like, this guy got swept in the first round, bruv. Yeah. No one ever mentions that, though, do they? Nobody never. many people, and I think we know some of the same people who think like this. It's as if Jordan's career started in 1991. <laughs> <laughs> hey, people need to read it. Read their facts, man. Stop reading blueprints. Read the facts, man. So you know, it, I'm sometimes forced to make that argument, and it's not as if I'm saying the man isn't great or one of the two greatest but let's stop acting like the 
this guy yeah, was. <laughs> like, you know what? I, I don't think people understand what Scotty Pippen was. The silent assassin. The silent assassin. Like, you did not want this man on your case. No, not at all. He gets less credit than he deserves. Like, literally, this guy here was a absolute problem. Absolute yeah, problem. And the boy was strong, bro. Like, the boy was strong. I know we know that Karl Malone, that guy was just a country don. But Scotty Pippen was made from that same cloth, bro. That man was a farmer as well. That's not a city you, bro. That's not a city you at all. Let's consider that. You know what? And I'm going to make the case for him. As much as people might hate him. You know, Dennis Rodman, man. Oh, the worm, bro. Come on. You know what I mean? Dennis Rodman. He might have not been a shooter or whatever. Different cat, bro. No, but rebounding. Dennis Rodman's a different cat, bro. This man married himself. (laughs) Exactly. you got to respect that. Formerly of the Brighton Bears and the BBL, shout out to them. How did they even get that? Let's just talk about that for a second. <laughs> that, was, that was Nick Nurse, you know. Respect to him. Respect Nick, Nick Nurse. Nurse. I think he was part owner at the time, but unfortunately, that ruined the club, bro, because they never re-emerged after that. Nah. The rise and fall got in 60 seconds. Yeah, Done. man. But yeah, he 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 was he was entertaining to say the least, man. He was definitely entertaining. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yo, let's summarize this real quick. So we got Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yep. Uh, consensus. Allen Iverson. Yep. Consensus. Um, Kobe Bryant. Consensus. Yep. Michael Jordan. Consensus. Yep. Um. Two disputed picks. You can swap one in for the other. Depends on your taste. We have. I picked LeBron James. You picked Wilt Chamberlain. Yeah. Um. What's the tiebreaker going to be? Tell you what. We'll put this to a poll. We're going to put a poll on Twitter. You man decide. At Demande underscore Pod. Pick one. For the top five scorers of all time in the NBA, LeBron James versus Will Chamberlain. Whatever your criteria is, it don't matter. It's your choice. Yep. So yeah, Let's man, that's that's how it's gonna end today, man. Week three in the bag, son. Hey, I think I'm starting to love this even more every day, every week, should I say? Every week, you know, the the preparation we put into it, the energy. Um, you know, I mean, what we're putting out there, hopefully, it, it makes an impact, you know. So, yeah, thank you guys, shout out for all you guys taking taking the time out to listen and 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 hold tight to uh, everyone. Oh, sorry, I forgot to say, um, happy Mother's Day for all those mothers out there as well, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> I know it's nearly done, but you know, I hope everybody uh, been looking after their mums, showing their appreciation, even though it's this trying time. Uh, but yeah, definitely. Out to all the mothers out there, man. But hey, if you enjoyed the episode, I appreciate you, man. Same time every week. All right. Remember to share with your brethren, them. Subscribe, follow, do what you got to do. All right. It's been another week of them, man. There with Greg and Case signing out. Signing out. Sayonara. Peace.